Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, get all the notifications here for this channel, like, comment on all the videos. And if you're listening to, if you're listening to this or streaming this on a podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, whether it is Google Play, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Breaker, hey, give me a comment, a like, a review. It means a lot. It helps the channel grow. You guys have definitely been helping me grow a lot. But first off, guys, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor, Manscaped. So, folks, support for the Nino's Corner Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, folks, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off uh, and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. And also, guys, let's take a look and let's do a 10% promo uh, 10% promo code uh, using NCPeeps10 at my merchandise store, Nino's Corner Merch.com. You see the do your apparel. I got shirts, hoodies to hold nine. Um, so yeah, Nino's Corner Merch.com, 10% off. But folks, we're going to talk about a recap of National Sign of Day 1 and just how great this went for Texas today, folks. We had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful signing class, man. When you take a look um, prior to this class actually shaping up, what did Texas need here? Texas needed a bunch of offensive linemen. Texas needed a bunch of defensive linemen. Texas needed some defensive backs. Uh, Texas needed to shore up the quarterback room. Um and Texas did just that. Now, first off, let's talk about the quarterbacks. I know, guys, we've all kind of talked about this at nauseum, folks. We've talked about the Quinn Ewers, uh, you know, him actually coming back to Texas, you know, coming back home. You know, everybody knows he was committed to Texas uh, first off. And then he decommitted, went to Ohio State, um, you know, didn't play his senior year of high school, went there um, for basically five months. Uh, played there on the team, I think took maybe two or three snaps throughout the whole season, uh, third or fourth string there as a true freshman, but as a 17-year-old, you know, true freshman, 18-year-old true freshman who uh, skipped his his last year of high school and signed early. But we get the guy here. We get Quinn here uh, to play at Texas now, to come back to Texas where he had committed to earlier. Um, the number one player in the state would have been the number one player in the country. I'm sorry, not the state. But yeah, in the state as well, but also in the country. Number one player in the country for the 2022 cycle, but he reclassified to the 2021 cycle. Um, so getting him back on campus uh, is uh, nothing short of amazing. You're getting a guy with uh, arm talent that is just straight special, arm talent that is great, uh, has the perfect um, uh, ranking score for a prospect. Uh, the last perfect score was Vince Young, and you know what Vince Young did here on this campus. Uh, so great to have Quinn back here on campus. Um, hopefully it lures in a few more folks. I think we've already kind of felt that, um, you know, felt that, you know, his presence, we're getting some more uh, folks in here that we're going to talk about here a little bit later. Also in that QB room, we get Malik Murphy, man, um, from Gardenia, California. Um, Juniper Cerro just won a state championship. Malik's a beast. Malik is a beast, man. Um, I love Malik's game. Uh, he's a he's a guy who didn't shy away from the um, 
from the challenge. Everybody knew that Quinn was coming here, and he never shied away. He signed his uh, his uh, LOI as well this morning. I think Malik is definitely one of the top quarterbacks here in the country um, based on, on the 247 composite. They have him as the 11th-ranked player in the state of California in the 11th-ranked uh, you know, QB here in the country. Um, I think he's a little bit higher than it. I think he has proved himself uh, to be one of those guys that is no kidding legit. You know, uh, there, there were a lot of questions on him because of him having such great seven on seven drills in seven on seven camps. But people wanted to see it in live action. Well, he got his chance to start this year in live action. What did he do? He led his team to a state championship. Congratulations, Malik. Having Malik, having Quinn in this class uh, shores up that that QB room. We don't know who's going to start. Of course, it has to be some kind of QB battle. Uh, I would anticipate one of either Hudson Card or Casey Thompson to transfer. It's just not enough balls to go around there as a QB. Um, But if, let's say, one of those guys uh, stays, it's a true competition between Malik Quinn and, let's say, Casey Thompson or Hudson and Charles Wright as well. And maybe bringing a, a, a grad transfer, but we shall see. But you open up the competition there. You have a ton of competition, and that breeds a lot of just iron sharpening iron, a great opportunity for these guys to learn from each other and do great things. A lot of people want to say, well, you know, you got two of the top quarterbacks here in the country in the same class with Malik and with Quinn. Yes, there are two top quarterbacks in the same class, but it actually helps out Malik. Let's say, let's go on the limb and say Quinn, Quinn wins the job. Okay. Let's say he just wins the job. Well, since Quinn reclassified to the, to the 2021 cycle, guess what? He only has played two more years and then he can go to the league. You know, if he is as advertised and what people think he is, he goes to league, you know, after two years. That's saying that he wins a job, which is saying a lot because um, who knows? Malik can shock people. Casey might be able to shock more people and hold off both of these guys. We don't know, but this is what competition does. It brings out the best in all the players. But let's just say, for instance, Quinn does win this job. He's out in two years. Malik Murphy is 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 a red shirt sophomore in Sark system, ready to go and doing great things. We take a look at other quarterbacks that were in Sark's system. Let's go take a look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones waited his time to start behind not only Jalen Hurts, but Tua. And guess who's the best quarterback out of those three in the NFL right now? It's that guy, Mac Jones, who sat there and learned the system and did his thing. Um, So it's going to be interesting. Great quarterback battle. I'm glad we got both of them on campus. You just never know what quarterbacks. Um, Quarterbacks are one hit away from – from being named a starter. And we have noticed that in and have not been prepared for that here in the past at Texas. Next position, let's talk about the running back position, folks. Jaden Blue. Jaden Blue, prior to him skipping his senior year of high school, was the number one running back in the country. Not the state of Texas, in the country. Um, he actually foregoes his senior season, and a lot of these recruiting services knocked him for that, um, which I thought was pathetic, but they knocked him for it. And so he went from the number one running back in the country, folks, down to, I don't know, Jaden Blue went down pretty significant, uh, down to like number, I'm pulling up the stats now. I don't see him on here. But anyway, he went he went down to the number 14 running back in the country, number 32 player in the state, which is just so fraudulent. This guy is definitely uh, one of the top running backs in the country, was the number one running back in the country consensus five-star prior to him uh, actually foregoing his senior season. I think we struck gold with Jaden. Um, so you got Bijan now. You got a run back room with Bijan and, and uh, Roshan. You got Jonathan Brooks as well. 
And then you bring in a guy like Jaden Blue. So it's going to be amazing. And then the staff ends up going and picking up a Savion Red, who is, I think, just a Swiss Army Knife gadget guy to play that Grand Prairie. Probably one of my favorite guys here in this class, a, good, a guy 5'10", 210 pounds, um, can play wide receiver in the slot, can play running back. He actually played quarterback at Grand Prairie and was their offense. Grand Prairie hasn't gone this far in the playoffs in a long time. But Savion Red, he's that dude, guys. He's that dude. Um, doesn't have the speed like you think of a, of a Devin Duvernay, but when I turn on his tape, that's what you know. That's what he kind of reminds me of. When he catches the ball, he's a running back once he catches the ball. So he's hard to take down, powerful legs, strong drive. So that's why I think the coaches are looking at him and saying that he is an athlete that can not only play wide receiver, but he can also play some, some running back. So we're going to see exactly where he ends up lining up here at Texas uh, for the 2022 season. Um, next position wide receiver. And this is a position that I, I think that we need some some folks. We need some bodies here. Um, I think we got one of the best wide receivers in the country in Brennan Thompson, uh, 5'10", 165-pounder from Spearman, Texas. Uh, Brennan Thompson's a speedster, too. I think he ran a 10-3, you know, I think in the 100-meter dash. Very fast guy. Um, verified track times, too. Um, so uh, he's going to be a burner. He is the kind of wide receiver that Sark likes and explosive guy. Uh, he likes guys with with speed. He guys he he likes guys who can get uh, yards after catch. He likes guys who have some kind of explosiveness to us. And we have seen that with Xavier Worthy. And I think we're going to see the same thing here with Brennan Thompson. But he is the uh, quote unquote only wide receiver that we have in this class, unless they are looking at previously talked about Savion Red as a wide receiver as well. Um, but we kind of missed out on a few guys, you know, so Winfield, uh, who was one of my favorite wide receivers here um, in, in the state. You know, you guys know the bad guy, Armani Winfield. Uh, I, I love his game, but he ended up, you know, actually choosing Baylor. So we don't have him here on this commitment list. However, we have somebody else who we just flipped from Oklahoma, uh, Xavier Bryce, who was an athlete who can play either wide receiver or he can play defensive back. The guy's 6'1", 175 pounds, a lot of speed, a lot of speed. But we flipped him from Oklahoma today, so we don't know where he is going to play, where the coaches might want to play him. But I, I am hearing either wide receiver or defensive back, but he's a guy that, that can do some great things as well. So that's the wide receiver position in a nutshell. Uh, the only true wide receiver that we have here in this class is uh, Brennan Thompson. And so hopefully we can get some more here in the portal or holding out for another wide receiver who hasn't signed this LOI yet. Hint, hint. So, well, I'm saying hint, hint, because I don't know anything about that. But wink, wink. Hopefully, let's just knock on wood on that one. Hopefully, somebody who hasn't signed their LOI who might be the best wide receiver here in the country. Um, Next position, no tight ends. No tight ends for this class. We got Jared Wiley already on campus. Um, we got Juan Davis. We got uh, Sanders. Um, you know, we got uh, Gunnar Helm. So we have enough. We have enough there at that position to where I think we can be good until the next uh, cycle here in 2023. Now, we went through the quarterbacks, went through the running backs, went through the wide receivers, no tight ends. What's left on the offensive side of the ball, folks? The offensive line. And so we've talked about the offensive line here for a while. And somebody go give Cal Flood his his roses right now. Cal Flood did his thing when it comes to recruiting the offensive line here. 
Um, he brought in six guys this cycle, uh, headlined by Kelvin Banks Jr., the number one tackle here in the country. Um, you know, so 247 has him ranked as the number two tackle in the country, number 15th player in the uh, country nationally, number four player here in the state of Texas, uh, five-star guy, uh, just freaking amazing. Uh, you know, so Kelvin Banks Jr., uh, decommitted from Oregon, comes here. But he's a guy that has the opportunity to be a day one starter. I mean, he has that kind of talent. So, uh, he, you know, you get Kelvin Banks Jr. You bring in, after Kelvin Banks Jr., the next highest-ranked guy, you got Neto. Neto uh, Umiazulu. I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Neto Umiazulu. So, we'll just call him Neto. Uh, another interior offensive lineman who was very silent. Nobody knew what he was going to do. 6'4", 285-pound. Um, you know, offensive lineman who can play either guard or – you know, right tackle. And he's a guy from Allen, Texas, which has been a stronghold for the Aggies, but we were able to get in there and poach him. Um, and uh, after him, guys, we got another offensive lineman and we're going to go uh, Malik Agbo, who just committed. He is from Todd Beamer, Federal Way, Washington area. Uh, played tackle in uh, high school, but uh, might be a right tackle interior offensive lineman as well. Six foot six, 320 pound guy, man. And, you know, four star guy as well. And then we got Cole Hudson, another four star guy um, from Frisco, Texas. Uh, just nasty, nasty guy. I love watching this film. I watched it a couple times here lately. Really, really good player. Cameron Williams, another guy, six foot five, six foot six or seven. I've, I've seen some reports six five, I've seen some six seven. 360 pounds. All right. He's a high three-star guy. Um, but uh, you know, he said he's a three-star here on a two, four, seven composite, but I've seen him four stars in some other um, you know, outlets. Uh, but this guy is is a is a is a pound of clay, you know, for uh Cal Flood, just to be able to mold somebody of this size into what he wants. There's two things that you can't teach folks: size and speed. Size and speed. And Cam Williams has a bunch of size and he is very athletic. You got a guy who's 6'7, 360 pounds who can dunk a basketball as well. So he's someone who is explosive uh, for his size, somebody who's very athletic. Cam Williams, that's that guy. And then our last offensive lineman that we have here in this class is Connor Robinson. So Connor Robinson, we I call him the technician, man. I like some Connor Robinson, interior offensive lineman as well. Probably can play uh, you know, the guard position or the center position. A guy that's probably gonna have to redshirt just to get his strength up and things of that nature, but he comes from a winning program there at, at Westlake. Great player, you know, uh great program, really good player. Um, so that's six offensive linemen. Six offensive linemen that um coach Cal Flood has and we, we're still in the running for another in Devin Campbell, who won't be signed until February. And that is a race that he just released uh, today and edit that shows his top two are us in Oklahoma. And we shall see who wins that battle. Hopefully it's us. And if you pull seven offensive linemen here in this class, you're talking about a, a complete overhaul. But even if we only pull the six, when you go back and look at the last five years, 18 uh, scholarship commitments, including transfers, uh, the last five years here at, at Texas football when it comes to offensive linemen. We got six this class so far. Six is a third of what we pulled in the entire five years in the previous regime um, and, and the and the transition class as well. Uh, so 18 commitments on the line is horrible for a five-year span. We just got six today. So we're on the right track. You see what Coach Sarkeesian and, uh, and Coach Flood are actually doing here, building up the trenches, especially on the offensive line. The offense goes as well as the offensive line goes. When your quarterback doesn't have enough time, and we've seen that this year. We have seen that this year. Or Casey and Hudson didn't have enough time. Plays couldn't get made down the field to make those explosive plays because we just didn't have time to throw the ball. 
And so you get to shore up this uh, line um, and you have the opportunity for your quarterback to make some some plays down the field and uh, have some big uglies that are going to be ready to play in the SEC here in the next couple of years. You see what they're doing. You see exactly what they're doing. All right, let's go transition to the defensive side of the ball, folks. So let's go back end in to the interior. We need a lot of DBs. We're going to have a lot of attrition here at DB. Okay, I, I think uh, Schooler is gone because of eligibility. I think he's out of here. B.J. Foster, transfer portal. Chris Adamar, transfer portal. Um, Josh Thompson, he is gone also to the draft. And so we are returning uh, Jade Baron, um, Darren Thompson. Um, I'm not saying Darren. Jaron Thompson, Darian Don, um, Jamison, Anthony Cook. Uh, but uh, who else? I'm missing some people. Um, Cuffy is a Cuffy, yeah. JD Cuffy, Coffee, uh, and a few others. But in saying that, we needed more cornerbacks. We needed some safeties here in this class, and we got that. And we got a flip today from Terrence Brooks, who's one of the top uh, cornerbacks here in the country. Um, five eleven, hundred ninety pound guy was committed to Ohio State for quite some time now. And we flipped in the day. This was uh, something that I was not expecting. I don't think anybody that was tracking this program was expecting. So this tells you that this coaching staff knows what they're doing. Um, just looking at some of his interviews, he said that he was he knew he was coming to Texas about two weeks ago. So this coaching staff kept it on the wraps, and that was something that was awesome to see. Terrence Brooks, one of the top defensive backs, one of the top cornerbacks here in the country, uh, signed here and flipped from you know from Ohio State over to Texas. Uh, and that's great for this program because we need cornerbacks. And cornerbacks are a position. Cornerbacks and safeties are a position where these guys can play really, um, you know, if you're talented. Go and look at some of the programs across the country. Alabama plays freshmen, freshman DBs all the time. So does Georgia. Uh, you know, so Keely Ringo, he's starting as a freshman there at Georgia, and he's doing some good things as well. Um, so, yeah, you got Terrence Brooks. Uh, next guy in line, we got a safety in Brian Allen Jr. I love Brian Allen Jr.'s game. Very versatile guy. Uh, I've seen him on his tape drop down in the um, in the slot as well, you know, to cover slot receivers as well. Um, uh, just a, a nice size safety, around six foot, six foot one, about 190 pounds or so. Um, one of the top safeties in the country, I think the number 10th ranked, uh, you know, safety here in the country. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a beast. Another great guy for us to have here in the secondary. We keep going down, and we look at some of the other cornerbacks we got, Jalen Gilbo. You know, from Port Arthur, Texas, uh, another cornerback. This kid has the body that looks physically ready to go to NFL right now. <laughs> it's about uh, six foot tall, man, about 180 pounds. You know, that's what we have him listed, but he looks a lot bigger than 180 pounds. Good frame on him. You know, about a mid four star guy. Um, one of the top cornerbacks here in the state. I think I think about the number 28 player here in our state, guys. But he's a guy that you need cornerbacks. You got one here in Jalen Gilbo. Uh, very physical guy as well. Um, so you need those kind of guys here and it's, it's, it's just good to see him back on the uh, squad. Everybody knows that he was committed to us and then he decommitted and, um, actually committed to TCU and then decommitted from TCU and came back to us. So came into the good guys, uh, next, uh, defensive back here on the team guys, Austin Jordan guy has been kind of silent. Uh, he's a nice size, uh, safety. He he's very versatile as well. Safety or cornerback six foot, 190 pounds, man. Nice size for the kid. Another four-star guy, uh, number 39 player here in the state of Texas. 
so, you know, Austin Jordan, another versatile guy who can probably play both positions. Um, and then if you go down some more and look at some other cornerbacks and safeties that we have, I think the only one that we have left, we talked about Xavier and Bryce. Uh, don't know if the coaching staff is going to play him in the, you know, as a, as a wide receiver or as a defensive back, but we shall see on that. And then the last one is Champ Lewis, man. Champ Lewis out of New Orleans, man. It's a Warren Easton. Nice size kid, 6'1", 170. Uh, very versatile kid as well. Uh, he can play cornerback. He can play safety as well. Uh, looks like they're going to have him actually blue shirt. And, you know, basically he'll be here on campus uh, this year coming up and and have a scholarship for the next year in 2023. That's what uh, that's what some of the boards are saying. But Champ is a, is a very talented guy. And anytime you get some talent – down there in New Orleans in the Baton Rouge area, man, does that's some good talent down there. And uh, I think his team was actually in the running for the state championship. I think they just got knocked out this this past weekend. I could be wrong. Uh, but he's a very talented, very versatile guy as well. One thing that we didn't really get here is linebacker. You know, and so that's that's one position that I thought Texas kind of missed on is is getting the interior linebackers here for this class. Um seems like the the coaching staff is very high um on Jalen Ford and Benda. Um, we got, uh, you know, our favorite guy here on defense, Marvin Overshine, uh, you know, so Agent Zero, he's uh, he's coming back here, um, you know, for another season. And But we got him. We got um, Blackwell as well. We got, um, uh, like I say, uh, Jalen Ford, Benda. So we have some some numbers there. Um, could use some more depth. Maybe that's a position that we can possibly get on the second signing day or in the transfer portal. Um Let's take another look at the edge players. So, well, let's just let's classify the edge and the defensive line all in one. All right. Uh, this is the last piece of the podcast here. One thing that Texas had to do is shore up the line. So we know th- that they did a great job of doing that on the offensive line. Now it's to the defensive line. And Texas did one amazing job on the defensive side of the ball. Like getting defensive linemen like uh Jerry Bledsoe, six foot four, two hundred and seventy-five pound kid out of marlin texas um i think he's enrolling early as well uh, i don't think he played too much his senior year i think he uh basically had to get his grades right and things and he graduated early so kudos to him and he's and he's coming into i think that's an early enrollee here so you get a kid like him uh who's motivated in the classroom to get his stuff straight uh and he's signing up early here for texas as an as an early enrollee just shows the dedication that the kid wants to be a longhorn the kid wants to play um, he is one of the most talented players here in the state as well. Top 20 player here in the state of Texas, national top 120 player in the country. Next guy is Jamon Tapp, man. He's from, you know, Donaldsville, um, Louisiana, 6'3", 245-pound kid, man. Coming off the edge, uh, you know, a mid-four-star guy, number 11 player in the state of Louisiana. And we talk about guys who come from Louisiana. That's my state. I'm from Louisiana, folks. Louisiana, one thing that people don't realize um, 89 active players on the roster that were born in the state of Louisiana, uh, not on the roster, but on, on our roster in the NFL. Guys, Louisiana accounts for uh, something like 1.2% or 1.3% of the population here in the United States. They account for almost a team and a half of the 32 teams in the NFL. Think about that for a minute. The players that are in the NFL uh, that are from the state of Louisiana there's enough players to account for almost two teams, 89 players. That's a lot of players. So it's a lot of talent, untapped talent, no pun intended, Jamon Tapp. 
Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of untapped talent down there, and these guys can ball, man. So I'm excited to see him. And he got the grill too, man. Man, hey, hey shout out Tap for that grill, man. And he got the top and the bottom, and he, and he looked at that they like his whole grill is permanent. And if that grill is permanent, yeah, that's true Louisiana. Uh, next guy on the list from the line, uh, Justice Finkley, man, one of my favorite players in this class. Um, 6'2", 255, 260-pound kid, man, from Trustville, Alabama. And Books and, and, and Ball, all right? So Books and Ball, you know, that's that's kind of his motto. Smart kid, wants to be a neurosurgeon um, or a plastic surgeon. That's what he said today on his interview with uh, Orange Butts. Uh, but very smart kid, man. Uh, very violent and physical kid, too, in the field. You know, don't don't let the um, – don't let the, his, his smartness fool you. Just kick and ball, man. Um, love his tape, love his game. Um, and he has great parents too. His parents always are uh, someone, you know, his mother's one of the most vocal uh, parents here when it comes to Texas football and they bleed burnt orange. So good to see families who also take on that role too, of being longhorns for life as well. So shout out to mama Finkley. Uh, next defensive lineman that we're going to talk about here, folks is Christopher Ross, man. I think he actually won uh the Houston defensive player of the year you know sort of greater Houston defensive player of the year uh this this past week another interior lineman 6'3 280 pounds you can line him up everywhere uh very physical uh very very big frame to put on some more weight also so I mean just an awesome player and I think uh you know Bo Davis and Coach PK did a great job of of actually shoring up the line here look at that at another edge player here in Derek Brown I was probably going to pay that outside linebacker, put some weight on. It'd probably be about 230, 240 after a couple of years here in the program. Um, probably our number one recruiter here. You know, shout out to Derek Brown for all the recruiting, all the IG lives, getting players to come here. Um, he is our number one recruiter. Awesome job by Derek Brown, man. But, you know, all that aside, he's a hell of a player too. Uh, from Texas, Arcana, Texas, uh, you know, Texas High. You guys know I'm from Shreveport. I got a uh, family down in Vivian and, you know, Rodessa and, uh, you know, North Cattle area, and that's right next to Texarkana. You know, so a lot of good balls played there, and uh, he's one of the shining stars out there as well. And then we'll look at Aaron Bryan uh, out of South Haven, Mississippi, um, a guy that every a lot of schools wanted in the um, uh, in, in the SEC, and so he ends up coming and signing with Texas. And you're talking about an awesome player, man, awesome player. Uh, glad to have him here on the squad as well. Another four-star guy, number seven-ranked player in the state of Mississippi. And then Zach Swanson, man. Zach Swanson, um, uh, defensive lineman out of Arizona, uh, 6'4", 255-pound kid, another four-star guy as well, number five-ranked player in the state of Arizona. Uh, so just size, size, and more size. A lot of versatility here on the defensive line. And then we had our flip. We had our flip, man, Ethan Burke. Ethan Burke, edge player, came. Uh, he, he's from Westlake. He was committed to Michigan and flipped this morning over to Texas. Um, and he flipped to Texas, and we ended up losing Jones, Aaron Jones, I think, who not, not Aaron Jones, what's the kid's name? Um, yeah, I think it was Aaron Jones. Um, but yeah, but Jones ended up signing with Oregon, and we got Ethan Burke. Ethan Burke's a guy who was a world class, uh, I think, lacrosse player as well. Um, 6'7, 230 pound you know, kid. Uh, who can probably put on some more weight as well, 250 pounds, and and be that guy that, that can keep his speed and agility and, and just be a monster. Um, so I think when it comes to the defensive line, I think that's pretty much it. And I had a mistake, folks. Linebacker, we did have a linebacker. Travell Johnson, how can I forget? Travell Johnson coming out of Martin, out of 
out of Arlington, Texas, man. Uh, the typical Big 12 size linebacker, 6'1, 200 pounds, a guy that can go sideline to sideline. And that's not just the Big 12 either. You're starting to see that a lot in the SEC as well because the offenses are so much more, um, you know, advanced now. And it's it's moving sideline to sideline and getting the ball out of your hands quick. So you you can't have that 245, 250-pound linebacker anymore because, you know, they will just get lost in space. And you've seen that transition not only in the Big 12, but you've seen it in the top teams around the country as well. Nick Saban has done that as well. You've seen how his his linebackers are went from maulers, big big guys in the middle, to his his middle linebackers, 230, 230, you know. And like 230 might be tops for some of those guys because they got to go sideline to sideline and keep that speed. And Johnson is one of those guys. And, of course, we've got a long snapper guys in Lance St. Louis and a kicker in Will Stone, who's the number three kicker in the country. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. That is the class. And so drop a like, drop a comment, man. Appreciate it. National Sign of Day 1 is out of the books. Man, we had a great class. Um, and just happy to see that this class come together. This, this team can recruit their butts off. This coaching staff can recruit. And it's good to see them recruit and do great things here on the campus. But on that note, guys, man, I'm out of here, man. Do you, man. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. You know, it's corner. I'm out.